Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. The tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear friend, Kevin Connor. Kev, happy Dune Week. Oh my god, we're Dune finally week. here. Yeah. I, uh, oh, whew. Excited. I'm very hyped. Um, Annie, the other day, asked me to do the, like, uh, like the, ah, as loud as I could. And oh, you're gonna weird? <laughs> yeah, the, in my weirding ways. Um, and I did it so loud. Because, um, like, that's the only way I can actually hit those notes. <laughs> and now Annie can't hear anything. Nope. Uh, yeah, I've been reading the book. I'm not that far into it, but I'm excited. I'm going to still be surprised by everything in part two. Just rewatch part one. So good. Um, I've heard it called a perfect film. So I've happy seen it week. compared to some very, very, very good sequels. So if it's in that, nice. like batch of films were in for a treat and oh Hans boy. Zimmer like to to be musical about it this is this is best song ever yeah um, Hans Zimmer goes fucking off in these movies so yeah I'm I'm excited although for that. Kyle said that the one part sounds like come get your dinner the <laughs> so now I keep hearing that I'm like god damn it that's brutal when something someone yeah. points out that like Oh, that sounds like that. And then that's all you can ever hear. Yeah. But um you had an item to bring to us today. Yeah. Wait, uh, what do you got for us? I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into the deep end of a old segment we haven't done and corrections yeah. and reflections. Uh so I talked about the possible Fortnite leak last oh. week. Yeah. Uh, you know. And it has since been removed somewhat uh, from TikTok. And so I was thinking, oh, is this real? But I've also heard that artists can remove things based on copyright if it utilizes their voice. Because that's something they've also... like. We're just yeah, in the wild. it's like a likeness thing. Yes, yeah. we're in the Wild West. And that's my correction, is that I don't... I don't have a correction. You don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it, yeah. you can't say one way or the other. My reflection, and shout out to uh, the like 30-minute AI part of therapy I had on Friday, because uh, I was feeling a little existential about things. Um, and Oh, I thought you meant you like had an AI therapist for Oh, God, session. no. I <laughs> talked to my, hu- I think she's human um therapist about ai <laughs> and which she said is not uncommon these days so that was nice and wow, i yeah, last I week bet. was very like i fucking hate it it's the worst and i'm 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 coming to terms that this just exists and these weird leaks are weird and it's just the world we live in and yeah. you know what if that's the brave new world let's do it um that's my reflection is i'm being Good less angry about it which i feel like i was very yeah. angry last week 
we ranted last week. I did tell you I used it for um, <laughs> a photo to remove some stuff and yes. generative fill. I also used it to create my little bunny rogue for D&D. So I'm, I'm coming around in a little, uh, but that's very funny. Kyle roasted me today because she said my uh, family member of mine posted an image that's clearly AI. And I looked at it and I was like, I don't know. It looks pretty good. And she's like, oh, well, you're a boomer or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, that's, I guess, my one my one issue. And it's less with AI and more with humans is yes. uh, playing Always. it off like it's real. Don't do that. Yeah. Stop it. Um, that's because then you just get it. It gets messy. Um, speaking of me getting roasted, I thought your correction might be uh, from a few weeks ago when I said something about starting a basketball team referring, or I said a band was a goddamn basketball team. Cause they had like seven members and you were like, what are you talking about? And, um, you said basketball team famously five members. Yes. And I did have to research or like I had to work very hard to find just a reference of someone saying it's when you like have a lot of kids, people say like, Oh, what are you starting a basketball team? But Kev, Mr. Sports over here, you should know those five people on the court, that's not the whole team. There's other players. They're oh, yes, the there's 12 players total <laughs> on a basketball team, but I, the, your number was off regardless. Well, I will say... You either had too many people for a basketball team or too few. No, but it's a thing that when you have, like my, I have a family in my uh extended family they have 10 kids that's the damn basketball team and you know what's weird is a lot of them do play basketball wow so well yeah. with 10 that's that's a 5v5 baby that's like yeah the dream. there you go <laughs> you if, you're like uh, we all remember being kids and having like Got five people total and being like all right you're gonna play first and second base we've now shifted to baseball but <laughs> like and you're gonna play the all entire the outfield because you know you need people right Maybe that's just me. Maybe I just didn't have friends, but we don't have to get into that. <laughs> no, we certainly don't. Um, everything has been corrected and reflected upon. So there you go. It was funny because Kyle did show me a video of someone trying to trick uh, someone into thinking that other Taylor Swift AI song was real. The one that was like really silly. I forget what the lyrics even were, but. Yeah, and it's like it's the one about out. her Travi made it to the big game. That's that's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my Kelsey will be my last name. Very funny. Um, so yeah, I like AI use in that case. But hands yes. off my music, robots. Yes, and don't do any weird shit with it. That's I'm yeah. no. You know what? We can we can simplify this. People don't do any weird shit. Just th- yeah. that's it. And with AI, and without general. AI, just stop doing the weird shit. Stop, stop putting an ad on my timeline that's Tucker Carlson with boobs. Because <laughs> I see that all the fucking time, man, and it sucks. <laughs> wow. Wonder what that says about you. Um, and you know, with the Bean Dune week, we must. I must remind you the part I was surprised to read in Dune, which is like, you must never make the machine that mimics the mind of a man oh yeah like, they had it completely yeah. right they were like nah fuck this we're gonna but larry and jihad all the computers and we're all just gonna have little books and shit so shout out shout out dune the one right decision made in that universe 
<laughs> All right. Well, let's get into some new music. I'm excited because I'm going to start us off today. Hell yeah. And I've got a high energy rockin' jam from singer-songwriter Declan McKenna. I uh, teased that I was going to be playing this uh, last episode, and uh, I didn't realize that Declan was but a teen when he put out his first single, Brazil, in 2015, which is the song that got me into him and many others. And I read that he had 40 record companies vying to sign him after that. I'm like, damn, must be nice. And uh, he found musical success at a young age, like I said, and uh, he put out his debut album in 2017. I played a song from that on the podcast at that time. And then he put out his second album, Zeros, in 2020. And this album was obviously affected by the pandemic with uh, its release date there. And there were some delays because he said he kind of had endless time to mess with it and question things and spiral about oh, that. Yeah. And yeah, so that kind of weighed on him that whole release and you know the effect being affected by the pandemic as well. And now his third album, What Happened to the Beach, there's a through line in both the lyrics on the album and the approach to making it of letting go of that pressure. And he says in the past few years there's been a bit of a weight behind making music. I wanted to open up and not worry about things so much. I was putting a lot of pressure on myself in the past when I just needed to drop the intensity a bit and have some fun. And uh, he also talks about going to therapy for the first time. Hey, applicable. Shout uh, out therapy. I think it's a human. Everyone should go to therapy. Yeah. And I've, you know, I see a lot of musicians, myself included, talking about that, you know, because that's obviously an important thing in our generation is uh valuing it a lot more and so he was saying how just doing that allowed him to open up and free himself of some of that pressure and uh we're gonna listen to the song that distills this kind of thesis statement perfectly it's called nothing works and declan broke down each track for consequence and about this song he said even though it's one of the more direct and kind of classic sounding tunes on the album Nothing Works is kind of like a statement piece for the ethos of what the album was about. Believing in yourself and your ideas and not compromising through fear of what others want you to be. So, very powerful there. And uh, I was recently waiting in the airport coming home from Washington, D.C. And I was listening to this album, catching up on a lot of albums. And I think this was the one I liked the most or one of the two that I really stuck with me and I really loved. And then a few days later, I had a song stuck in my head. And I wonder if this happens to you, Kev, where you do like a day where you listen to a bunch of stuff and then you're like, oh, man, what the hell was that song that stuck in my head? Oh, because like, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, have to go dig back through my playlists and my history and be like, oh, what was that? And um, so I think that's the, the mark of a truly memorable song mm-hmm. is when you you've been away from it for a little time and then it comes back to you, you know, and pops back in your head. And that's definitely what happened with this song. It's been my jam and I just love it every time I listen to it. And it's kind of funny, but also a powerful anthem, you know, about freeing yourself of this pressure of pleasing everybody and just being true to yourself. And I think we should watch the video because I watched it earlier today. And this, this video 
the photography for the album and like the music itself, I feel like the production value of this album is just high and super cool in all aspects. So let's take a listen to Declan McKenna with Nothing Works. What's the point, my friend? I don't believe in nothing anymore. You tell me I don't relate to the kids no more. Now I feel like I'm letting them down. What's the point, running?
a huge scorching hot diggity dog for that one. Um, Such a huge hot dog. Yeah, that that song is great. I love it. Yeah. I gotta go listen to this album right now. It is probably gonna enter the category of great albums that I get from you, and therefore can't be cool about liking because I'm like, well, Luke found it first. Um, but you're still cool. Thank you. I do need to talk <laughs> about that music video. Yes, um, because I it's super like, cool. Pause, listener, and go watch it. If you're yes, driving, please do. Please don't. Um, <laughs> like, take it easy. Save it for when you get home. Yeah, but holy shit, that was incredible. That's like right? the best music video I've seen in in years. a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, the choreography was incredible, and like even disco in the, dance number. In the first so cool. minute, I was like, oh wow, this is really well shot. Like, there's some cool speed ramping stuff. This is great, and then. And then the, you get the twist of the sleepwalking. The, the sleepwalking and <laughs> yeah. the, the editing, the choreography, the cinematography are all so on point to make yeah. that joke work. And it's, it's intercut so, well. so quickly. The only yeah. thing I would have loved to see, and it wouldn't necessarily <laughs> have made the video as cohesive, I would have loved nothing more in one single cut in the real world if all the old people were dancing around him like the club and it cut back (laughs) to the club and then back to him alone. Like, that would have been my one Easter egg, but hey. I did love uh, the sort of... uh you know i making a small deal out of a big thing or where it's like he like straight up disappears in front of them and yeah. they're all just like yeah okay like just not caring but uh i like i because i've watched it twice now and i interpret it as sort of like the beginning is him like coming up you know impressing everyone and like things are going good and then by the end uh he's crushed under the weight of what everyone wants yeah, from him you know and to where he disappears and i love that shot where it's cutting back and forth between him like sleepwalking dancing through the alley and then he's like walking across yeah. like strutting across the dance floor so cool so so well done so yeah i'm glad we watched i it. feel uh, like i need another watch of that music video and then maybe another listen to the song to like really get into it because it was i yeah. was i mean we both come from like a film production background that right. i was so captivated by that that it was a catchy tune but like i want to yeah. dive in deeper so this album is getting added to my like next up list so I can jump in yeah, right away. Definitely. You'll love it. And uh on this album he worked with producer Gianluca Bucalati. It's a Bucalati joint? It's a Bucalati joint. Uh and he's perhaps best known for his work with Arlo Parks and Lana Del Rey. Ooh, wow. Some heavy hitters there. Yeah. And the sound on this album is varied like you have a song like that then you have some kind of like beatlesy dr dog type like uh songs like sympathy which is really cool and he said that's kind of like the most 60s like hippie kind of like goodwill message of like everybody get along and be understanding and uh then you have like goofy fun funky tracks like i write the news which is like him kind of commenting on the state of debate and discourse and there's definitely some like social political stuff going on as well as his own personal journey. And, uh, you know, I was almost thinking the title and this whole aesthetic of what happened to the beach, like the album covers him with the metal detector in a field with cows. And he's the title's like, what happened to the beach? As if like there was a beach there. Yeah. Or I think, I don't know. There's like too funny. There's like a funnier interpretation. That's like, 
he just doesn't know where the beach is. <laughs> He's like, is this the beach? It's like, no, dude, that's a field with cows. But I also was like, that could be almost like a climate change reference of like what what happened, you know, um, yeah. to this this world, you know, what have we done to it? Uh, so it's, it's been a very existential week for me, and I don't need to bring that here. Yeah. Um, that's, again, what I go to therapy for. But um, it is... I just do feel like we are at a time where everyone's kind of looking around and being like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like it, it it's, yeah. it's gone beyond absurd. And I mean, the, the way to sometimes most effectively ask those questions is through art. Yeah, Definitely. I know I was reading an article about the doomsday glacier that when it melts, uh, we'll have 10 feet of sea level increase, which will cause terrible floods. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, definitely feeling a little bit existential and dire as well, but also uh, trying to find some hope for the future as well. Remind me later about that because I have a book tout that I'll get into. Okay. For nice. The, the breeding people. We love we love a literary tout. Um, so, yeah, great song, great video. Go check it out. Awesome album. Definitely going to be somewhere on my year-end list because it's, it's awesome throughout. So that was Declan McKenna with Nothing Works from What Happened to the Beach out now on Complicated Records slash Columbia Records. We're going to play a little game called Song Saga. Hell yeah. So this is a game, you can buy it through our affiliate link at song-saga slash rockin slash 21. 21. Um, There's a dot com in there too, but yeah, whatever. Oh, did I leave out the dot com? Yeah, Um, uh, it's the most important part of a link perhaps, but hey, you know, whatever. You decide where the dot com goes. You figure it out. Yeah, no, we won't tell you. a little mystery. It's song-saga.com slash rockin slash 21. Thank you. I've been doing the little 21 Savage 21 as 21. like a mnemonic device for people to remember. But then if I'm leaving out the dot com. Yeah. Then and it's rocking with that. no G. No G. It's like lasagna. It's actually exactly the opposite of lasagna. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the silent G in lasagna in that it's not. Pressed. It's like the second G in lasagna. It doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> All right, so how this game works is I'm going to pull a card. It's going to have a prompt for us, and it's going to say, what's the story, what's the song, and we're going to free associate and think about what that means for us. So I'm pulling one. Oh, this is a long one. We've never gotten one this Ooh. long before. Um, song you absolutely, positively, 100% know every single word to and could sing from start to finish a cappella if your life depended on it. Ooh. I I mean, there's probably several of these, but one that first came to mind is Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Yeah, uh, that's... that's a, I actually, coincidentally enough, um, I said Thunderbolts and Lightning very, very frightening me because we had, like, storms last <laughs> night. And yeah. Anne and I just, like, in the room together like mumbled the rest of the song Um, (laughs) how can you not yeah so Um, which is funny because i when i was back in high school you know i was raised christian went on a mission trip to colorado and uh 
we, me and my two friends were just singing Bohemian Rhapsody constantly, which is funny because I never realized like how popular things were. And I guess maybe Queen, I mean, they were hugely popular. So, but I feel like, I felt like it was more, we knew it and not everyone else knew it as much around us. Um, but now it's like, you know, it's what, it's one of the most well-known, I feel like rock songs of all time. Yeah. And then with the movie too, it's like even bigger, but had a queen resurgence for sure. But we did like a three person uh, performance of it. There was like an impromptu talent show with like us and like the two other churches at the mission trip up on the mountain in Colorado. And we sang Bohemian Rhapsody and brought down the house, baby. Incredible. I would have loved to see yeah. that. Bummed I wasn't yeah. there. It probably was not very good. Of course not. <laughs> probably but I wanted to better. see it. Yeah. I wish I had a video. Um, I have a lot that come to mind, actually. Um, Say It Ain't So by Weezer was in the first oh, that's a good rock one. band game. And like we played <laughs> the hell out of that when I was younger. Uh, more recently, I'm going to say that I probably could do the entirety of My Kink is Karma by Chapel Roan. That's a, that's okay. a new addition to the the roster. Um, yeah. But I do really, really like that song and I've listened to it way too much um and um, i you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna toot my own horn beer back toot it <laughs> uh no i feel like i've seen a lot and like maybe the algo is aiming at me but i've seen a lot of people being like holy shit chapel road is really good um because so good. the guts tour is beginning uh, uh for olivia she opening? what is she opening yeah she's the opener oh um, sick and I was really bummed because I was like so into that album, and I was like, "Is she like playing live? Like she seems like the kind of person that would be playing at a at a venue that like I love for not that much money and not that big of a show." And it was like Little Caesars Arena, and I was like, "What?" And that's because she's opening for Olivia yeah, Rodrigo. Makes sense. And I do believe if I went to that show, I would be arrested, um, just for being no. the the oldest person there without a child. <laughs> She's got those good pop chops for sure. She can. Chops. She's gonna rock Little Caesar. She also recently played uh, Colbert, I think, or one of the late night shows. Uh, yeah, um, it was Colbert, and that was an amazing performance. People are like, "What? Where did she come from?" So, which um, you know, not not a hot take here, but you know, I really liked that Olivia Rodrigo album, and one of her songs popped in my head. The I care, I care, I care like ribbons in mm -hmm. your hair and i was like searching like what the hell is that and i was like wait is it olivia rodrigo it's lacy uh love that song you know what but, another song i could probably do is bad idea right by olivia rodrigo because it's not oh yeah those lyrics it's like a very it's got to be a certain type of song right like it can't it's got to be a little talky for me to like know all the all the words yeah um but in my quest to be less scared of ai i was using the spotify ai dj yesterday um <laughs> And he was it. He I don't it? know. He was like, <laughs> uh, he has a track that you listened to a couple months ago with Olivia Rodrigo, and it was Bad Idea, right? And I was in the car, and I think I sang every word. Nice. All American bitch played after I was listening to something, and I'm like, that song fucking slaps too. Wait, yeah. does the AI DJ talk to you? He it does like it does a, a radio thing. It play it gets like here's someone with blank, and then like let's four oh, or wow. five songs play, and then like it's like that was. Chaperone with My Kick is Karma. Jeez. What yeah. a world. 
It's all right. Wild. Should we do a uh, another one? Yeah. Hit me. The one I just drew was a little too similar to one we've done before, so I'm gonna. Oh God! First concert on drugs. <laughs> um. Uh, I I've never done drugs because uh, that's <laughs> illegal. Um, and I'm I will say I uh, one came to mind for sure because Bonnaroo 2014 2013 I forget the year that Paul McCartney was there. Um, there were <laughs> a couple substances that were consumed. Uh, one before Paul McCartney. And uh, I feel like that was just an incredible show and was riding high on all that. But one, uh, <laughs> the story I love to tell, and I will not say this person's name because I don't want to embarrass them, but one person got too drunk and was talking a big game earlier in the year about, uh, or earlier in the day about, oh, Animal Collective was after Paul McCartney. I think they were at like midnight or maybe even later than that. And talking a big game about, oh, can't wait to see uh, (laughs) Animal Collective. And then they got too drunk and missed it. And then the next day they were like, did they play Brother Sport? And someone's like, they fucking slayed Brother Sport. It took them 10 (laughs) minutes just to get into Brother Sport, (laughs) which they did. It was amazing. So that comes to mind. And then uh, I think it was, was it Jack White? the next night i think or maybe that was another year but i i forget obviously my brain was a little impaired but i uh was on some mdma and feeling just like like wanting to hug everybody just totally euphoric so yeah there's there you go i'll uh be a little honest you can uh i well and i can it's it's not that I, i won't be honest it's that i am so much less likely like uh, my my drug uh, activity is that I take an edible once a month and watch a movie. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that is like the upper limit of where I'm usually at. So I I don't know. I probably hit a joint um, on the way to go see Foster the People in like 2011. Oh, um, nice. And it, I'm sure it wore off by the time any <laughs> yeah. any music was played because I literally, it was like a one hitter. I'm sure. Um, so I don't have a good story here. I'm I don't usually do drugs out of the house i like to make a big pile yeah. of nachos and like watch dune or speed racer <laughs> nachos are your drug I, dude nachos <laughs> are my drug i was gonna get nachos tonight and the taco place is closed so oh, i've been man. trying to figure out where else i want to go to get nachos because annie's at her mom's and that means kevin's getting nachos kevin's nacho night Oh, all right. We'll do one more. I just pulled it. Nature. Have we done this one before? I don't don't think think so. so. I don't know. Nature Nature. and music to me feel very apart at times, right? Like the last thing you want to hear when you're enjoying nature is like the artificial, the, the, which like, I mean, see, for me, I just think, yeah, no, but it, it goes along with your point, too, because when I think nature and music, I just think, like, folky music. Yeah, maybe that's, that's what, like, like, I love I don't listening want to, like, camping and stuff. I want, right. like, like in, in the environment. 
I mean, I've talked before about when I listened to <laughs> we were camping and I was waiting outside while uh, Eric and Kyle went and did something and I listened to the entirety of Jim Croce's You Don't Mess Around with Jim. Great experience. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other great nature songs. I also thought of uh, Nature Boy from, uh, you know, that's a, I think it's like a Bowie song, but it's in uh, Moulin Rouge. There was a door. It's like the really depressing song that plays at the end of Moulin Rouge when you find out Nicole Kidman died. Spoilers. Um, I was going to watch it tonight. <laughs> I was going to take my unbelievable movie and watch from watch Moulin Rouge. 2003. Hey, you'd have a great time. I'm almost certain I would. Um, I Sometimes when we do Song Saga, I'm just like, I'm going to look at Spotify and I'm going to search the, the thing. And um, I, I couldn't find anything, but there is a... Um, a haunting album cover by uh, Lemon Demon called Nature Tapes. Oh, God. And Luke, I just want you to look this up. Looking up. Oh, dear God. It's like some sort of Pinocchio yeah. devil. And you know what? I'm, I'm like, I'm scrubbing through. No, no offense to Mr. Tapes. No, Mr. Demon. Uh, Mr. This, Demon. This album's fine. It's pretty good. Um, so, like, it's just an alarming cover to be the first <laughs> yeah. thing you look up when you search nature. If I was on drugs, I would be very unhappy. There's also the Beatles song, Mother Nature's Son, which I remember the Grey album, Danger Mouse mashup, oh. was very good. I forget what Jay-Z song it was paired with, but that's, like, what got me into some of those songs from the White Album. I feel like I had not even ever listened to the White Album until I listened to the Grey Album. And then I was like, I should go back and listen to that. Yeah, that al- God, that album was so good. He got in so much so, trouble for that. Yeah, it was so amazing. <laughs> it lasted years of him being Is that on court. Spotify? I, it cannot be. I Like, if that is... No. No, it's not. Oh, someone... Some someone made a playlist of all the black album and then white album songs. <laughs> and the ones. So if oh. you if you look very far away and squint, it almost looks gray. Uh that definitely is an album though that I have downloaded somewhere. Oh, it's either with December fourth or ninety nine problems, which December fourth is my favorite Jay Z song. It's a classic. So, yeah. All right, well, that was Song Saga. You can uh, buy that at song-saga.com slash rockin' slash 21 to make your next party an amazing music anecdote sharing scene. Luke, I'm back. Uh, Where'd you go? I From last year. I'm, I'm back with my friend, Gurriers, that we talked to last oh, year. Oh, yes. Um. I also have a high energy rocking jam of a very different sort. Um, yes. This is, of course, Gurriers, who are uh, the Irish five piece I played late last year on the podcast. And I heard their new single and I was like, I got to I got to repeat. Like, I got to bring them back. This is so good. Um, you got to hurry with the Gurry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, this is an intensely heavy psych punk groove with an unmistakable breakdown that's been described as, quote, raw as a butcher's cut and just Ooh. as fresh 
by the Irish Times. And who knew the Irish Times went so hard? Oh, love it. Uh, Band member Dan Hoff had this to say about the track. Uh, It's about apathy and self-obsession in the face of impending destruction, particularly to do with the effects of climate change and war and people being too obsessed with themselves and their online personas to be able to see the world for the trees. Uh, Mm. Musically, we pulled from further afield than previously and really leaned into our dance influences as well as more fluent spoken word style vocals. This seems like a perfect culmination of everything we've talked about on this podcast. Uh, So I'm really excited to play it. This track shreds i'm 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 jazzed for you to check it out i'm excited um so let's go into goblin mode and listen to gurriers with des goblin No. 
you know Lukey Likey that track. So cool. And you got a little halfway slow down there in the middle. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then it just picks up even bigger with, like, I don't know if that was, like, a bass that, like, it was almost like a swirling sound at the end. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what it reminded me of? I was trying to think, like, what song does a similar almost, like, like uh, swirling kind of thing? And there's a Neutral Milk Hotel song on, on Avery Island. Oh, and, you nice. know, they would play with that sort of, like, fuzzed out um yeah, but yeah, that was super cool. Uh, I was trying to pick up some of the lyrics because uh, there's something about like that. I want that something feeling again. It was interesting, but I would, I would love to dig into these lyrics more. I didn't see it on their band camp yet, but once it's up there, I'm like, want to give it a read. But yeah, yeah, that was super cool. I, I've i been blown away by everything I've heard from these guys. Uh, they've only got five tracks out and Dang. no album announced yet, but... I they will, got a few singles here, so there's probably one coming. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the the jart into the hoop. Um, that whenever that album is announced, this will be one of my most anticipated albums. Wait, you're throwing your jorts into the hoop? What was no, that? a jart, the very a lawn dart, a very large oh, dart okay. that is illegal to own in the United States. Um, which by the way, the name of this is Desk Goblin. Uh, I thought. It was Desk Goblin at first, which is what I feel after a day of working from home, am I right? I think, Luke, you and I are a pair of Desk Goblins. We're definitely Desk Goblins. Yeah, that that rocked. It ruled. Loved it. Did it all. That was Gurriers with Desk Goblin. It's self-released. It's out now. Go listen to it. All right. Well, we got to talk about the new music that we've been loving in touts. Totes. I've got a couple here. This is all artists I played on the podcast previously. Wow. We we got Eric the Architect with I've Never Been Here Before. Uh this is a lengthy, uh very well produced, varied album. Really loved it. You know, we had heard a few singles from it, and I loved every one of them that you got James Blake doing production. You got George Clinton. I played that song. You got channel trace. I played that. You got Joey badass West side boogie, Kimbra, Lala Hathaway, some big names on here. And, uh, this album did not disappoint. Super, uh, excited to hear Eric, the architects solo debut. So definitely check that one out. Then, we got Hooray for the Riff Raff Hooray. with The Past is Still Alive. I couldn't find what song I played, but it was back from the Navigator album in 2017, which I was looking, I was like, damn, her past four albums have all been so good. You had the first one, which was more like folky that I that was the first one I had heard small heard her on, the Small Town Heroes. Then the Navigator one I mentioned where the sound got bigger. Then 2022 was uh life on earth which was really good and now this new one the past is still alive goes a folkier western kind of direction but every song was super good and there's some like catchier rocky songs too uh connor oberst did some backing vocals on a song i was like wait he's not like credited as like featured but then i looked up the credits oh nice that was cool as well as Jamil, who i've played on this podcast did some vocals as well um then a mutual tout yes and also someone i played a few years ago 
MGMT, Goat Status, yeah. Goat Indie Band. Uh, and this album was cool. It's very, like, acoustic and kind of, like, sunny. Uh, that song with Christine in the Queens is sweet. Really good. Very, like, dancey, 80s kind of influence. So, yeah, I was, like, surprised by the sound on this, kind of. This may surprise you. This might be one of my favorite albums they've done. Ooh, yeah. I um, would probably agree with that. Yeah, I listen, I think it's really really hard. I don't know that they'll if if they do ever top what is it? Oracle Oracular, Oracular Spectacular. Spectacular. Like we're in for a fucking treat cuz that album Yeah. And for like I think very good reason like being our age like that came out at a very yeah that was big for us Um, for sure but they this album i think like stands as among their best it's really impressive i've listened to it a couple times and enjoyed it each time so like rather than their previous ones where i've given it a listen and maybe moved on and maybe come back to a song or two this one i think will stay in the rotation for a while yeah, they've been an interesting band to watch sort of grow and change. I really liked yeah. the one with Little Dark Age, which Little I Dark played. Age. I forget what that um was that the name yeah. of the album too? I oh, yeah. I just I was, was looking great. through their albums to like make sure I didn't forget an album that I really yeah. liked before I made such a, a hot take, but no, lost. Yeah, of life. each one's been kind of different. Really it's cool. Good. good and like good for them cuz they they could have just done time to just, pretend yeah. and kids 50 times over and been right. very boring and fine but they've they've always grown and evolved in their musical style and i think that's why they've lasted two decades in making great music that's why they're in management exactly uh so yes mgmt is also a tout from me uh two kind of albums i discovered artists of this week that i really liked solar eyes with self-titled mm. Uh, this is actually a debut album that I've been really impressed with. It's kind of synthy indie rock. Um, a really nice. cool album cover that elicits the idea of solar eyes uh, so effectively. Wow. Uh, and also a band I found very, very recently, like this afternoon, and I had to put on my list, or an artist, I should say, um, that is named... I don't know how, but they found me, uh, <laughs> which is a quote from Back That's to the Future, awesome. which I adore. Oh, yes. That's uh, and the album Gloom Division, I I like literally listened to it once. It, it barely even like permeated like the second layer of my brain, but the first layer really enjoyed it. So I, I need to go back yeah. and listen to more and you should do the same. I mean, that name alone gets some points. That's all caps, like, all too. Like, it, I'm almost <laughs> certain the album is all caps, the artist is all caps, every song is all caps. So, Does Doc Brown say that? Yeah, it's when the Libyans like pull into the parking lot of Twin slash Lone Pine oh, yeah. Mall uh, because he sold them a phony bomb full of used pinball machine parts. <laughs> I know that movie too That's well. That's your favorite. Yeah. It is my favorite movie. So like. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, some good touts. Oh, and yeah. my literary tout. Um, oh, yeah, your book. I Books, actually. Uh, jock. <laughs> being, being, instead of calling what? someone a nerd, being very shitty about them being very athletic. 
Well, uh, I just finished the Mars trilogy by Kim Stanley Robinson that consists of Red Mars, Green Mars, and Blue Mars. And they, I readily admit it is a difficult, dry read throughout. Uh, it's like 2,000 pages if you want to hear about, like, moss for, like, 20 <laughs> pages. And, and I I, there, there has got to be a contingency out there that's like me that's like, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> a truly meaningful trilogy of books that has, like, changed how I look at society and our future. And I've had a very existential Dang. week, obviously, and this was certainly part yeah. of it. And wow. it's just, I check it out. I really, really enjoyed it. It's, it's very hard sci-fi, like, like not hard, difficult, hard. Like there's not yeah. hyperdrives right. and, and magic. Right. It is <laughs> like, we need to it's make like thoughtful and, and just realistic. Like it is a very realistic yeah. story about the first hundred people that settle Mars and where it goes from there. Um, so I, it's, I'm still kind of, digesting the end of it which wasn't a big yeah. bang but like a very just like meaningful like here's where we're gonna end the story um yeah so very very nice. good um so this is a bit of a tangent but mars yes. total recall paul Love verhoven it. i watched starship troopers this week <laughs> i also watched starship troopers for the first time what? uh a, maybe like two months ago Oh, okay. Um, Wild, man. <laughs> yeah. I, like, and it's been discussed recently um, by people being oh, yeah. like, uh, Starship Troopers, what are you talking about, satire? It is a straight up rah rah war movie, obviously. Which I could see how you could read it that way. I, my my uh, biggest issue but... with it was that I thought the satire was too heavy handed. <laughs> like yeah because it is very like they, they're in nazi uniforms cheesy. at the end yeah like, okay and that's what it took me a, a minute to realize because i was like wait did they look like nazis like and it's also hilarious because they never age them up or down nope. so they're 30 year olds in high school not believable at all yes but then neil patrick harris looks so young so that when he's like an intelligence officer yeah, later he still looks like, like he's Doogie a baby Hauser. yeah what's <laughs> like, really uh, funny and was pointed out to me is that um the place that they're all from is buenos aires buenos aires when they're all which white. is in brazil <laughs> and wh why would blonde haired blue-eyed white people <laughs> be yeah. in south america if they had a descendant oh, from nazis <laughs> so that's like, interesting I, wow i didn't even think of that i think for hoven's yeah. master of the craft i think robocop is his best <laughs> total recalls my favorite starship troopers fun. yeah i never seen robocop and you watch that too uh but the, I was I, like, they need to stop fighting these bugs. They're just gonna lose. <laughs> I recently rewatched Robocop and the fake ads like that they intersperse throughout it. Oh, so they do that too. Yeah, they I think do that in Star I think Troopers. he loves to like just kinda like get a little commercialism in there. Yeah. Uh the fake ads in Robocop are hit so close to home. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. That's that's next on my list. Um all right, but we've gone on a tangent. Why don't we talk about the new Music Friday releases out today in Shouts? Luke, I got a, a real good trio here. Ooh. Um, a trio of artists, I should say. 
we've got Faye Webster, a great artist, um, has ended up on some top lists in recent memory with Underdressed at the Symphony. Uh, which I'm, has that song featuring Lil Yachty, which I've been enjoying. Really excited for that. Um, friend of the Pod, Mannequin Pussy, with I Got Heaven. Very excited yeah. for new music from them. And a band I've really enjoyed, uh, San Cisco, with Under the Lights. Nice, I don't own them. should probably check that out. Uh, if you want to check out one single song by them, uh, go listen to run off of gracetown from 2015 it is a banger nice and then i got a trio as well uh first up starfucker with parallel realms i played uh together forever from this uh last week super great album maybe their best yet as i've been saying so check that out then yard act with where's my utopia Similar to Gurriers, they're like a you know raw rock sort of post punk band, but also with some dance influence on the songs they've been sharing are like super catchy. We make hits is the one song, and it's it's lives up to the they, name. They nailed sure. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, then another good rock band that I believe we played on this podcast before, Sheer Mag with playing favorites. Nice. So. Not the biggest week, but we still got some solid contenders to check out for sure. If I get one or two albums a week that like enter the rotation, like the, like MGMT has, uh, yeah, I'm good. It's a like, good week. That, that's all I need, and then and anything on top of that's gravy. The big weeks are fun, but they can be overwhelming. The, like, it's overwhelming, and I feel like a lot of times that music I miss stuff because I I'm, yeah. I'm going through stuff so quickly that i i don't catch everything so well hey if you're missing stuff the same way where where would i go luke you can check out our playlists uh the monthly music recap i got january up there february will be up there soon and this is like hours of all the stuff that we liked stuff we played on the podcast all the best songs from all the albums we listened to and then singles that are of note as well so I've been really trying to scour and get as much as I can this year for uh, each of those. So I check those out. I'm going to tout you out because I went and li- looked at January because this is something that you do like, yeah. completely on your own. I do not contribute besides shouting out besides you. Yeah. And so um, I pull your picks too. And but. I was aghast. It was like nine yeah. hours and I, it wasn't hours. like albums thrown in there piecemeal. It was it was like single songs yep. for nine straight hours. So yeah, baby. Like well um, done. I do like six songs per album. Yeah. I'm trying to limit it. So it's like, I don't have the whole album. You should go listen to the whole album, but I got the best bits in there for sure. Yeah. It's, so. it's, it's incredibly well done. So go, go check that out. If you feel like I do sometimes that I missed some shit. Yeah. You can find that at link tr.ee slash best song ever pod and we got to talk about our three daddies we're a planet ant podcast powered by pinecast head over to planetant.com check out all the great stuff that they have going on in their theater in hamtramck michigan and see all the great comedy shows they've got going on and then offshelf.net check it out it's on the internet great columns and interviews over there 
You can follow us at Best Song Ever Pod. You can follow me at Indie Darling Music. You can follow Kev at Minty Fresh Kevin. Yep. And that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.